It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. What is up, New York City Cast, Bet Rivers Sportsbook, a Super Bowl wrap up show. As I will talk with Daniel Alvari from the LA City Cast as we break it all down, uh, review our bets, talk about some of the coaching decisions, and recap and react to. What was really uh, an exciting end, probably you know at least the best postseason of my lifetime. When you think of uh, the last seven games we've gotten, really starting in the divisional round, those four epic games, uh, capped off by the Chiefs and the Bills, two incredible conference title games. And last night, you know, I, I don't know where it ranks. Um, is it an all-time great game? Probably not. Just from a quality level of play standpoint, I didn't feel like we were watching two great teams, but. Uh, anytime there's that much drama with a Super Bowl on the line and the score is tight throughout, uh, the biggest lead anyone had was Rams up 13-3 to you know, early second quarter. Uh, the game was basically within a possession the entire game, the entire second half at least. Um, that's all you can really ask for as a fan. Uh, Rams pretty much trailing the entire second half. First play of the game, Higgins touchdown. Uh, first play of the second half, Higgins touchdown. And after that, it was Rams. Just trying to play catch up. The the Bengals pretty much trying to keep at arm's length, trying to play keep away, and uh, just couldn't do it. The, the Rams were always within striking distance. Finally, a, a minute change left. They punch it in, take the lead, and uh, anytime you have a fourth and one at midfield where a first down likely probably puts the game in overtime, and a stop means the end of the game, the end of the Super Bowl, that's just uh, it's a hell of a lot of drama, and it caps off. Just an incredible couple weeks for the NFL. Really just, uh, boy, the last seven games, it's hard to get better games than the games we got uh, the last few weeks. So tough one for the Bengals. You, you can say all the right things. They're young. Burrow's young. Chase, Higgins, they're young. They'll be back. Boy, uh, we went through this with the Bills. And you look at some of these other teams in other sports, whether it's the 2015 Mets, the 2012 OKC Thunder, it's really damn hard to get back. And, uh I think they're going to find that out in the next couple of years where you're still in a tough division. I mean, the Steelers maybe get a quarterback that's still a great defense. The Ravens, I mean, forget about them. It was only a couple of years ago. They were 14-2, and they were the next big team. And the Browns, the Browns, you know, obviously had a down year this year, but they were a player two away from going to the conference title game last year. They have a good roster. Who knows with their quarterback situation, but it's a brutal AFC. It's a tough division, so... Look, maybe they'll be back. Maybe they'll be back a couple of times. But, uh, you know, just from an odd standpoint, put it this way. The next five years, if you put over under a half in terms of Super Bowl appearances for the Bengals, I would bet big on the under. Because uh, I just, I think it's hard to get back. 
And who knows when and when you're 50 yards away from from holding up that trophy or one stop away from holding up that trophy and you don't get it done, you know it doesn't really matter where you stand where, where you started from in terms of an ex- expectations standpoint. Um, expectations have a way of readjusting themselves and you know you had to lead the entire second half. you had a chance there. You were right off the bat. I mean they got the ball down three. Boom, boom. They're at midfield, second and one. It was like, wow, I think we're headed for overtime here at the very least. And uh, couldn't connect with Chase on that long play. Just kind of throws it out of bounds. Then it's third and one. All right, no big deal. They hand it off and they hand it to P. Ryan. That gets stuffed. And then fourth and one. Uh, yeah, that was tough to line Burrow up and shotgun like that. Not give yourself a chance. And make make your offensive line block the Rams. I thought that was really risky. And Boy, Burrow actually almost completed it. He's going down. And he just kind of flings it. It looked like, you know, you, you watch the replay, and it's so close to actually get completed, which would be one of the all-time great completions. Uh, but the Bengals fall short. I actually thought, even though McVay won, and we'll get to McVay here uh, with Danielle and probably spend a minute on him at some point. Rumors are he's going to retire, which really came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, McVay, it's funny, second Super Bowl, he's 36 years old. He's on, on a Hall of Fame track to be in two Super Bowls already, to win one. He's on a Hall of Fame track, so to, to walk away, it's not shocking. It's never shocking, but definitely surprising, definitely uh, kind of out of nowhere. But I thought, uh, despite the win, I thought he coached just a terrible game, just comp- just so conservative. Uh, the running, enough with the running, enough with Cam Akers. It's not working. Stop running the ball. Uh, I mean, they had... Uh, their first 60 plays, it was 30, 30 plays were passes. They averaged 8.1 yards per attempt. 30 runs, 1.8 yards per attempt. Just a dreadful, dreadful running attack. It wasn't working. And enough with Akers. It's a great story. Uh, he tore his whatever Achilles in June, came back and played. Great. But there's a reason these guys that tear their Achilles don't play, you know, six months later. It's because they can't be effective. I mean, he was awful. He fumbled in the Tampa game a couple times. He stunk. He got. He just had no juice. I, I don't understand why they kept forcing uh, acres on him. And, and they just they couldn't run the ball, and they just kept trying to run it and trying to run it. Um, reminded me of the scene from Major League where Lou Brown says, forget the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. Uh, because they were getting guys open. They were getting guys open. They did not look the same after Beckham got hurt and, uh, there was a New York connection in this game with Eli Apple giving up the game-winning touchdown, and boy, he must—he—he's uh, not making any friends in the league because he gives up a touchdown, and every, all these players around the league are tweeting. I guess he must talk a lot of trash. I, I know he wasn't very well liked on the Giants, so Apple was in the mix. He got a pass interference late, gave up the game-winning touchdown. That was a tough route to defend, though. Uh, that's the one time that back shoulder fade—you know—works. That's such a low percentage play, but uh, Cup and, and Stafford and Cup gets the MVP, but Cup and Stafford just have that. Chemistry, that connection. Stafford placed the ball well. That was a, a legacy drive, so to say, that so to speak. That last uh, that last drive to stick it in the end zone. He probably would have gotten a lot of heat if he didn't get it in because they basically got shut out the entire second half, other than a field goal. But yeah, but it's a tough spot for Apple there. I mean, you can't kill him for giving him a touchdown. He's on single coverage versus Cup, and that that's a tough spot. But you know, Apple's not making any friends around the league. If you see some of the tweets from all these players, they were very. Very excited. He gave up the, that final touchdown. Everyone kind of dancing on his grave, so you know he's not very well liked. And Beckham, you know, Beckham scores the first touchdown of the game. I think that cashed like 8-1, to one, something like that. Uh, and he had 50-something yards. He had another big catch. He was playing well. And uh, We haven't gotten any word on what exactly his injury was. I know a lot of people were speculating he tore his ACL again, which would be a tough one because 
I mean, look, I've never liked Beckham. He's been just kind of a look at me guy, talks a lot. I never really liked him, but I was starting to be able to, you know, starting to come around him. I was rooting for him. I did feel bad for him when he got hurt last night and uh, kind of hurt the Rams offense. You know, it really allowed the Bengals to focus on Cup. Uh, Skoranek was not the answer. Jefferson, who I had some profits on, had a bunch of opportunities. And they, uh, you know, they threw him threw it deep to him a couple times and the refs really let him play. So there were a couple times where his arm was really being grabbed and uh, the refs really let a lot of stuff go, which I don't have a huge problem with. I don't like sitting here watching, you know, a million flags, neither do you. The problem with that, though, is uh, when you don't throw the flags and then at the end of the game, you do throw a few of them in a row. Then it's like, all right, what are we doing? We're throwing flags or we're not throwing flags. But can't complain about the refs. Cup was held on that last one on third down. A lot of people uh, got on him for that. They did miss a false start on that same play. The entire right side of the offensive line uh, for the Rams just false starts. I mean, they start before the rest of the offense. That should have been a penalty. But uh, look, Ramsey got thrown down by his face mask on that Higgins 75-yard touchdown pass. So I don't like to make it about the refs. You can always quibble in a game this game like this, game this big, a game this close where, I mean, look, they're not going to get every call right. They're going to get 90%, 95% of the calls right. And uh, the fewer flags, the better, uh, it, it, I guess, as long as you're consistent with it and you just call what you have to call. Uh, you know, I have no problem with it. I can't make that game about the refs last night. The refs, I thought all postseason were pretty good, to be honest. You know, the refs, it's easy. To, the, the problem with the refs, it's easy to pick on the refs. If they miss a call, you can just scream and yell about how bad they are. I mean, it's just, it's hard to get them all right. They were fine. We didn't have a million challenges. We didn't have a million reviews. Uh, I don't know if we had any challenges last night now that I think about it. I don't know that we did. But uh, the Rams... Win the game. I thought the Rams had a bunch of opportunities early to put the game away. They didn't. Again, too many running plays. Way too many running plays. Way too much Ben Skoranek in the second half. And the Bengals had opportunities in the second half to put it away. Boyd with a huge drop. And that's the, the fun thing about some of these uh, big games is, you know, some of these forgotten plays. And Boyd, uh, I think it was third and nine, third and ten, maybe something like that. Third and long. And he didn't have a first down, but he would have had it where it was like fourth and one, fourth and two at midfield. And the Bengals, if you've been watching Taylor, they probably would have gone for it. And who knows, if they get it there, they probably convert. And uh, they're more likely to win the game than not. But he dropped it and feel bad because that was his first drop all year. And they show the replay and he just, you know, he took his eye off the ball. His, his head turned before his, you know, his, his hands brought it in and just a brutal drop. And who knows, maybe they get stuffed on fourth down and it wouldn't have mattered. But uh, that's a that was a huge play. Huge play. So the Rams are Super Bowl champions. We'll see what McVay does. Um, you know, it's tough. It, it, it's really tough to imagine a guy walking away at 36 or whatever. But look, TV pays a lot of money. Says he wants to start a family. Uh, that's the one thing about Belichick. Belichick never got worn out. I mean, Parcells, a lot of these guys, they have to recharge the batteries. They go do TV. They come back. They go do TV. They come back. Belichick just kept going. That's kind of the greatness of Belichick is he never got worn out, but uh, exciting game, exciting game. Again, wasn't the best uh, game in terms of being well played. Um, if you bet the Stafford under rushing prop, I guess there were some six and a half yesterday, but I bet it at five and a half. He's sitting at seven when the Rams get the ball back. You figure, all right, Bengals have two timeouts. We'll get two knees. We'll, we'll cash because they'll go backwards. He takes a knee, time, uh, he takes a knee, and they don't call timeout. That was it. The Bengals had a timeout left in their pocket, so they had one timeout, and they didn't call it. So Stafford at seven, Bengals have one timeout. Uh, Stafford takes a knee to put him at six. Bengals just let the clock run out. If they call a timeout there, he gets another uh, kneel down, and 
you could say, oh, you only care about because you're a prop bet. Yeah, that's partially true. But look, it's a one in a million chance that he fum- they fumble a snap there. But we've seen it happen. Uh, it was Halloween 2011. Rivers, I think it was, fumbled a snap on some Monday Night Football. He fumbled during a kneel down. Uh, I think it was against the Chiefs. Chiefs recovered. It ended up costing the Chargers the division. You go go look that up. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, though. It was Halloween 2011 where they're just kneeling out the clock and they fumble the snap. So make them snap it one more time. Look, I understand it's one in a million. Maybe it's one in two million. But it's the Super Bowl. You got one timeout left. Make them snap it one more time. I don't get what you have to lose. Why, why go into the... You know, off season with that timeout, make them snap it. That I didn't understand, and again, it cost me a little bit of money, which annoyed me. But even if I didn't have a bet on it, just just take the timeout. Are they going to fumble the snap? No, they're probably not. But I mean, the game the game is literally over if you don't call the timeout. Just call the timeout. I didn't understand that one. Uh, again, going to be tough for the Bengals to get back. I mean, you could say whatever you want. It's just going to be tough for the Bengals to get back. I don't care how young you are, and you know how good Burrow is, and. Burrow was good in this game. He wasn't great. He did miss some throws. Again, he hasn't been great in the postseason. He's been good. He hasn't been great. I mean, would I take him on my team? A, a million times. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would give up the farm for him. He, he's incredible. But he wasn't great in these playoffs. He was very good. Um, and again, that boy drop was huge. And thought it was a fun night. It was an intense game. The game had a nice flow to it. Weren't a million flags. Weren't a million challenges, reviews. I thought it was. Uh, thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't look, I, I have anxiety. I don't need, I have a million bets on the first quarter, you know, no score in the first six minutes, first play of the game. I have a million bets early on. Um, I don't need the rock on the field as we're about to kick the ball off. We've done the national anthem. We've done the coin toss. Finally, after a long day of waiting for this game, we're finally going to play. And then the rock comes on the field and does this three minute wrestling rant, you know, screaming about, I don't even know what it was. I, I don't need that. Just play the game. My goodness. Just play the game. Uh, it, it just went on and on and on. I mean, I'm sure some people enjoyed it. And look, The Rock's the best. I mean, the, the, we have to wait long enough for the game to start. Uh, like I said, I have anxiety. I'm checking my phone. I'm checking my bets. Let's play the game. And then we got a three-minute spiel from the, the Rock like he's doing some wrestling bit. I mean, we're all going to watch the game anyway. We don't need this. You know, he's standing on the field. The team's ready to kick the ball off. The players are on the field. And he's screaming and yelling about, you know, God knows whatever it was. So didn't really need that. Uh, again, just play the game. My goodness. But enjoyable night uh, as we head into the football off season. Going to be a fun off season with all these quarterbacks on the move. Uh, quarterbacks maybe not on the move with Rodgers and then Watson, Wilson. Who knows what Brady ha- what, what happens with Brady. There's rumors he might not, might not stay retired. Who knows? Uh, you know, what that situation is, why you call a retirement press conference and why you announce your retirement and then a few days later say, well, who knows? I mean, that's a, that was a strange, you know, t- strange situation, strange timing of that. But, uh, again, a fun night as the Rams win. They don't cover. The game stays under the total. Uh, any teaser like hits, no matter how you tease this game, you could have teased this game any which way and it hits. Uh, if you tease the over, it hits if you tease the under. It doesn't matter who you tease. The teasers all came through as the Rams win but do not cover. And again, I really think they could have won this game by a lot more if they just kind of skewed the run a little bit earlier and just stopped handing the ball off to Cam Akers for no gain. But uh, they get the trophy. We'll see if Stafford, there's going to be a lot of you know discord now about Stafford being a Hall of Famer. To me, he's not. He's a very good quarterback. To me, he's not a great quarterback, but... 
Um, he's going to have all the passing stats. He's going to have a ton of passing stats. Remember, those Detroit teams were bad, so they were throwing a lot. They had no running game, so they were throwing a lot. The one knock on him is, yeah, he's never won a postseason game, though. Well, he won four of them now in, in a five-week span, so he's actually he goes from 0-3 in the playoffs to 4-3 in the playoffs, and he's got that Super Bowl trophy. And uh, I think he's got one year left on his deal, so he's looking at some money. So a lot to a lot to go through this offseason. We'll spend plenty of time on the football uh, you know, landscape here in the next couple weeks just because the season ends. Uh, football never ends. We got the draft before you know it, NFL offseason. Saw somebody put a a $5,000 bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl at 200 to 1. Uh, you wonder why these sports books always win. My goodness. I mean, even if you do win, that's not a 200 to 1 bet. That's like a 2,000 to 1 bet. That's not a 200 to 1 bet. I mean, uh, unless he knows something we don't know about them getting a quarterback, which I can't imagine, uh, that's just a terrible bet. I mean, not, not advisable. I mean, come on. The Jets are not winning the Super Bowl. So. Uh, all right, let's talk with Danielle Alvari. Let's talk. Let's get her thoughts about this game, her bets. Let's get uh, a little reaction with Danielle. As boy, LA now three titles in three in really eighteen months. When you look at the Lakers and the Dodgers winning in twenty twenty of October, uh, and then you know the, the Rams winning. This has become uh, kind of routine for LA. As here in New York, we really. I mean, two thousand nine was the last one the Yankees winning it. Uh, since then, it's really. I don't know that any team has even gotten back. Well, the Mets got to the World Series, but the Knicks, Nets haven't been to a Finals. Yankees haven't been to a World Series. Uh, Islanders and Rangers haven't been to a Cup Final. So Jets and Giants, you know, obviously, all, all the Giants in 2011. I guess the Giants in 2011 would be the last one. But uh, it's been a while. So LA's gotten three in, boy, 18 months here. So becoming kind of routine. So, so a fun night, a fun game. The Rams win. They do not cover, but... Uh, that is three titles now for these L.A. teams in the last 18 months. For the L.A. perspective on things, let's get Danielle Alvarez's thoughts on last night, the Super Bowl, how her bets did. We'll go over some of these coaching decisions and what she thought of the game. That's next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. It's been a trip going to New Jersey to place your online sports bets, but those days are over. Legal online sports betting is now live in New York with BetRivers Sportsbook. Sign up right now. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Get an account and start making your bets right here in New York. You even get up to a $250 match on your first deposit. That's BetRivers Sportsbook. Must be 21. Playable New York only. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Welcome back to the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Last night after the game, I talked with Danielle Alvari of the LA City Cast. Uh, we discussed what cast, what didn't, as we break down the game. Here is my conversation with Danielle. William Hill, how did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I just, full disclosure, we were just talking. Will's drinking a beer now, as he should, just enjoying the end of his evening. So, is it a celebratory beer or is it a I need this beer? It's definitely an I need this beer. Um, a lot of work, a lot of work went into, you know, putting out some winners for the for the boys and girls out there who listen and then just a, a lot of work even checking to make sure you know they sometimes they don't grade these correctly and you have a lot of random ones with brushing props and all this stuff and you know halftime songs so definitely a lot of work went into it uh and it was definitely a weird sunday too not having you know anything to watch really all day i, I had a, a long nap in the middle of the day so need to unwind that was some intense football that was just really it wasn't the best played game uh I, I think if the Rams don't score at the end, we're just sitting here screaming about how McVay, I mean, why he kept running the ball 
for no yards time after time. Like, it, it doesn't work. Eventually, go on to something else. But uh, to the victor goes the spoil, so he'll get away with it. He, he walks away a champion. I don't know that he's a great coach. Man, he just – oh, that uh, – he, he was driving me nuts. But congrats. The, the LA City cast, this is the uh, the City cast of champions. I mean, we've had the Dodgers, the Lakers, and now the Rams all win within the last, seems like, what, year, year and a half. Uh, so the Rams complete the trifecta. I think it was last October the Dodgers and the and the Lakers won. So now we got the Rams, and this is now the city of champions. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just what it is. I mean, UCLA champions made here. It's all wrapped up in the persona. They actually asked me this morning. We were both on a show this morning for VSIN, the crack of dawn, which really messed up our sleeping schedule today. But uh, they asked, you know, what's going to mean for L.A. if they win this? And I was like, you know, unfortunately, L.A., not a football town, but also so used to winning championship here. Just, you know, hanging up on the wall uh, at this point. Right, yeah. Somebody had a good tweet. <laughs> and that's the one thing about Super Bowl. There's just so many good tweets. There's so many funny things. Uh, but somebody, I forget how it came up, but it was like, you know, you build like a $5 billion stadium, you trade all your draft picks, you, you host the Super Bowl, you get your team in the Super Bowl just to have, you know, a million Cincinnati fans come and invade the place because, look, the, the Rams, nobody really cares about the Rams. The Chargers were in, uh, uh, you know, in L.A. before the Rams or maybe it was the same year. Nobody really cares about them. Like you said, it's, I mean, you would know better than me. It's Lakers, it's UCLA, it's maybe USC. I know that's probably a dirty word on this podcast, but. It's Dodgers. We talk about it. <laughs> I know. I know. That was a tough one last still, night. We're still recovering from Saturday. Yeah. Tough one. Tough one. March Madness is right around the corner. That's the one good thing about, you know, getting the Super Bowl, having it a week later is you look up tomorrow's Valentine's Day, which is weird. And you know, a month or so from the uh, from March Madness in the selection show, which is great. But, you know, what did you make of the game? How did your bets do? How did you enjoy it? Well, let's see. So, first of all. I don't ever do score predictions because I just have I just have never been very good at doing them and I've never really thought them out. This time, Ben Fox, who's like one of our VEASAN editors over there, asked me to give out a score. And I just have to say I'm very proud because I gave out 24-20 and this was final score 23-20. And really, I can't account for that PAT, right? I can't do everything. I can't uh, kick the, the final point for them. Well, you, you you would be happy that extra point missed if I told you what kind of odds you could have gotten on an exact final score. You know those pay like 100 to 1, right? So if it, if it landed 24-20 and you didn't bet it, if you think like I do, you'd uh, you'd be happy you missed that extra <laughs> Just point. Just regret. Just regret. Yeah, I played a couple um, But no. Yeah, go ahead. It was it was good. No, I mean, Rams win. I think a lot of people were on Rams money line. You were one of those, right? You had Rams. Would you get them at minus 180, 190? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had them with the money line. I really didn't get into the four, which... I thought they'd win by more than four. I didn't want to touch just, that all week. Yeah, I just thought the value was on the money line. And again, I thought they'd win by more than four. But again, you're going to have to lay the minus 110 anyway. Why get involved with the four? I did have minus three first half. That's where the extra point uh, really was a tough one. I'm curious how they graded it because they have all those props. Will an extra point be missed? I wonder if they count that as a missed extra point because he didn't technically miss the extra point. He, it just no wasn't really contact, attempted. Yeah. yeah, but they they lined up an extra point formation. Like it wasn't a two-point attempt. That's one where yeah. you really have to read the rules. I'm not sure how they graded that. It'd be interesting to uh, to see how they graded That's that. That's a really good point. I I wonder because I feel like it has to be like an attempted kick is what they're thinking. I would imagine. I don't know if there's like a stipulation like foot must touch ball. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I mean that's how technical it gets with some of these. And you know they have those uh, props. Will there be a two point conversion attempt? Will there be a failed two point conversion? Do you count that as yep. a failed two point conversion? Because remember, if you go for two, you line up at the two. So is a distinct difference between you know they weren't obviously they obviously weren't going for two. So. Uh, you know, curious. I'm sure it's a nightmare for these books graded all these props and people pissed off that, you know, no, the, the Gatorade was lime green or yellow or I, I think it ended up being blue. But uh, there's a lot of wiggle room in these, which is uh, probably a headache for, for Bet Rivers and these uh, these sports books grading all these. 
Yeah, I'm glad that's not my job. But I think I came out okay. I was I was thinking I was going to go 4-1-1 one, one because I did have a push. But then Matthew, Matthew Stafford did not win MVP, which I am completely okay with. What did you think about MVP? Because I was kind of playing that as my Rams money line, assuming it would be a quarterback's award. I got it at plus 130. Uh, but it goes to Cooper Cup. I believe he was 6-1, to 7-1 to one in some spots. And frankly, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about this. And I don't know if it's because it wasn't a long enough shot. I feel like people were talking about... Aaron Donald, you know, 16 to one or Jalen Ramsey. Like I know you looked at that, uh, but I didn't hear a lot of people talk about Cooper cup because they thought, well, if Cooper cup is doing really well, it's because Matt Stafford is throwing the passes, but Matt Stafford did the exact kind of game that would need for him to happen with those interceptions for Cooper cup to win this because they don't win that football game. I know you can say that about Stafford as well, but yeah. really how many times did they try to go to cup four times in the end zone of that end? Like that does not happen without him. Yeah. You got the sense that cup was the best player on the field and, uh, what you couldn't go crazy if they gave it to Stafford, but again, I think those two interceptions really opened it up for Cup. And like you said, it was the perfect recipe where you know Stafford had to be good but not perfect, uh, and Cup could could sneak in and take the award just like Edelman. I think won it three or four last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl three or four years ago because Brady didn't play well, but his production went to Edelman. So yeah, I can't quibble with Cup. I actually thought Donald had a case. Donald was blowing the yeah. game up. I mean, they really especially recency. Yeah, you know, we see that final play, and I think everyone's like, "Is it Aaron Donald?" Yeah, and I mean, if you if you really zero in on how they were blocking him, they were sending two, three guys on him. And early on, I remember, I mean, I was one of these people that said, "Oh, they're not going to be able to block him. They're not going to be able to block him." And they did a good job early of protecting him, getting the ball out of Burrow's hands, putting two or three guys on Donald. But second half, and especially once Burrow got hurt in that third, late, you know, late third quarter, early might have been in the early fourth quarter, uh, just wasn't the same. And they really. The pass rush took over. I, I couldn't have quibbled with uh, with Donald getting the award. I'm curious what the voting is if they released it, but uh, definitely didn't go to Cam Akers. Can we stop giving Cam Akers the damn ball? I know it won, he won, so it didn't matter, but my God, looking at some of the numbers from when he came back, it's like one and a half yards per rush. Like stop, stop trying to make Cam Akers happen. It's not working. It's not working. And I know he won, yeah, so he doesn't have to, to make apologize. Fetch happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. My goodness. It's not going to happen. I agree with you. This is why I didn't touch any of the rushing props for the Rams, actually. I saw – I wanted a long one. I didn't end up getting anything, but I was looking for something like 10 to 1, 12 to 1, something a little longer. And there was something with, you know, Sony Michelle that seemed reasonable to me. It was like a touchdown and Rams win and him going over, like, his targets – or, I mean, his, his carries and – I was like, well, this is great. Sonny Michelle's been great, but like as of late, since Cam Akers returned, they haven't been using him. And then Henderson's back in the mix. So then I was like, I don't want to touch any of these rushing props. And I don't know why Cam Akers is your guy unless you're Sean McVay and you're just making not great decisions. Yeah, I thought Henderson looked like the better back. He looked a little more explosive. But again, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it right now. The first 60 plays for the Rams on offense, 20, uh, 30 pass plays, 8.1 yards per play, 30 run plays, 1.8 yards per play. Like, what were you doing? Uh, it just it didn't make a lot of sense. Did you think the Bengals were going to score? I mean, they went boom, boom. They had the ball before you could blink. Now, I didn't think they were going to score when they got the ball. The Rams' pass rush was dominant. Burrow didn't look healthy, but they had two plays. Boom, they're right up at the 50. They had plenty of time left. They had that second and one where he kind of throws it deep out of bounds. You figure, all right, no big deal. It's third and one. They'll pick it up. Then they got stuff on third and one, which I think it was with P. Ryan. And then fourth and one, I thought they would just kind of you know spread everybody out and let Burrow sneak it up the middle and run it. Now, that would have killed their last timeout or and they had two left actually but still that would have probably made you you know settle for the field goal but i thought they were way too aggressive there and you know dropping the quarterback five yards behind the line of scrimmage and throwing it that was really uh kind of a risky paul uh risky play but did you think when the Bengals got the ball back they were going to go down the field and tie it 
I did. Didn't we all? Like, I, I did, just because of Joe Burrow, if nothing else. Now, I was a little concerned when he kind of took that big hit, and we saw that tight close-up, and it looked like he was really in pain, and I was worried. I was like, well, now I don't think my rushing prop for him is going to go over after that, because at that point, I think he finished with three rushing yards. I mean, I thought, well, he's in pain now. What do you, what did you think about? Because he really got lit up in the second half, especially. I don't think we need to bring in uh, bring up quarterback rushing props. I had Stafford at under five and a half, and I guess it went to six and a half today. And I don't know if people are following along with this. He's sitting at seven, and we're thinking, all right, it's fine. Get the quarterback kneels. We'll be we'll, we'll be good. He takes a really short quarterback kneel on the first one. Only loses minus one. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. But the Bengals still had a timeout. You figure, call the timeout, make them snap it again. Hey, it's one in a million that the Rams fumble the snap, but it's the Super Bowl. You're going to literally lose the Super Bowl. Who knows? Maybe they fumble the snap and you recovered. It's actually happened before. Why you wouldn't call the timeout, I have no idea. They don't call it. Uh, so Stafford stays at six yards. All you had to do was call timeout, and Stafford would have gone backwards. That, that one's going to haunt me for a long time. That was just a frustrating one. Can't understand why Taylor – what good is that timeout going to do to you? What, are you going to take it into the preseason with you? Like, what was the point of that? Well, okay, let's talk about one you, you liked. What was the bet you had? What was your longest one, or what was your most profitable bet, let's say, whether it was you put a lot of units on it or it had longer odds? Oh, I think we can talk about it now. Lose yourself, Eminem first halftime song. <laughs> so uh, explain this to the people. How did you do your research to conduct this one? Uh, we could probably edit some of this out. I just, uh, <laughs> I just you know, did, did, my feeling? Due, did my due diligence in terms of, you know, what, what we get the crowd pumped up. Uh, you know, it's, it's a sporting event. It's the Super Bowl. I thought Lose Yourself just had a good beat, you know, to get the people worked up. And we could probably move going. on. We could probably move on to a different topic at this point. But that was your be that was your best one. That was my most profitable one. Yeah, it was. Wow. Uh, I had Huber over uh, 52 and a half longest punt. He okay. hit one like 55, 56. So hey, that was how many people, by the way, sorry to interrupt, had that uh, no touchback play in the first yeah. play? How many people had that no touchback? first and that did not happen yeah, and i he, and i i almost bet it earlier because everybody was on it. i was like oh it seems like an easy win you know it was minus 118 when i saw it uh and i'm glad i didn't why did everybody have that it didn't even right. hit yeah that was a, a pat mcafee one where he's kicked in the super bowl he's kicked off and he said they, they use a completely different ball the ball's much heavier it's like a commemorative ball where right after they kick it they give it to the hall of fame and it, it's like kicking a brick he said but mcpherson had a hell of uh, you know he's got a hell of a leg and he only kicked it one or two yards into the end zone uh, mm -hmm. The guy could have brought it out, but yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one. I don't remember if I had that one again. I got to go through. I had so many of these. How and many? How I, many bests did you have? How many several, total bests did you have? Several, like and double digits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, I finished with six, and we went three, two, and one. Fortunately, one of the winners was a plus four fifty. So what was the plus four fifty? This I added like literally 45 minutes before game time. And it's weird because last Super Bowl, I added a bet like 45 minutes before. It was Gronk two or more touchdowns and it ended up being really profitable. It hit. And then same thing with this one. I added a plus 450 to have a longer shot. I went with each team to score 10 points in each half. Each team to score. Oh, yeah, I guess that doesn't hit as much as you think. Wow, I'm surprised that's 450. No, it was 13 to 10 in the first half. And then the second, I mean, obviously we know it ended 23 to 20. And I also on top of that, added under 23 and a half in the first half. So I was really oh, you're living good. bobbing you and weaving. Lucky there. Yeah. Boy, you're lucky there. Yeah. I was oh like, well, goodness. one of these will hit, and hopefully it's the 450 one, and then they both hit, and I just got really lucky because the end of that first wow. half, it was not looking like under 23 and a half to me. No, and you got lucky a couple different ways because obviously they missed the extra point, and the Rams yep. had a couple opportunities at midfield where they really – 
you know, clunked off some of those drives where they were, you know, across midfield and I think they had a false start in one of them. They really left points on the field. Uh, the refs Best were... case scenario, because I had Rams minus three first half. I yeah. think a lot of people did actually. And that was a push. Uh, if they had made that field goal, that doesn't cash. And then also the under 23 and a half wouldn't have cashed. It would have been 14 to 10 at the halftime. So for me, it was best case scenario. I got a win and a push as opposed to a win and a loss. And also, um, I think I had more units on the one that won. So that worked out really lucky. Yeah, I probably should have jumped on the sacks. I wonder, I, I didn't look yet how many sacks each team finished with. It seemed like they hit Burrow. I mean, they must have gotten Burrow seven or eight times and they didn't get them early, but seemed like every other play the second half, they were, uh, seven. They were all over. I'm seeing seven, two from Von Miller, two from wow. Aaron Donald. Floyd had one. Robinson had one. Jones had one. I'm, I, yeah, seven sacks. You know who didn't have one was Cam Akers. Why did they give Cam Akers the ball? I still can't get over it. Another one, Ben <laughs> Skoranek. Can we stop throwing Ben Skoranek the ball? Please, enough Ben Skoranek. Stop trying to make Ben Skoranek happen. Uh, another funny tweet. <laughs> I wish I saw who it was so I'd give him credit. Uh, they tweeted out, Every time Stafford throws Skoranek the ball, he thinks he's throwing Cup the ball. And it seemed that way. It was like, oh, he's throwing a Cup. No, he's not. That's Ben Skoranek. And it's off his hands one more time. It was just uh, – I really think they were doing a good job taking Cup away. And they, were, they weren't trying to force it to him. And then eventually they said, you know what? If we're going to go down, we're going to go down with Cup. And Cup was really dominant that last drive. You know what's surprising, too, is that Cup kind of came alive a little bit more in the second half. I feel like they did a good job of protecting him in the first half, which opened things up for OBJ. And yeah. luckily, he gets a touchdown. I didn't have him first touchdown. Some people did. I think it was 6-1, to 7-1 if you had him first touchdown. I had him anytime touchdown at plus 120. So really lucky, too, that that happened before he went down. And that was, I mean, kind of heartbreaking, actually, to see. But I thought at least he got to contribute to this game. Yeah, absolutely. Contributed in a big way. And uh, they, they really didn't look the same without him. They went down the field a couple times early, and you know, they really went stale for a lot of that game. And I thought the Rams had chances to put the game away early. And I thought the Bengals had a chance to put a game put the game away in the second half. You know, they got Higgins with the drive, the first play of the second half, I think it was, with the touchdown. And then I think it was the second play of the half. They got the interception. He had a chance to get 14 quick points and, and really put the game away. And it seemed like the Rams had the ball about five, six times with a chance to take the lead, and they just couldn't do it. They just kept stalling out. And you figure, you know, if you're just going to keep giving them chances, eventually Stafford's going to stick one in. And, you know, the refs really stayed out of the game until late. And then they, we saw three or four uh, yeah, what do you think? Pretty late in the game. I think people love yeah, to complain know. at the end, right? It's a Super Bowl. People were saying, you know. It is, especially if you're going to do the thing where, hey, we're just not going to call anything, and then you're going to start calling stuff. I don't know. I, I saw the play again, too. They actually, the Rams had a false start on the one they called uh, Cup. It was third down. They called holding on Cup or uh, whoever mm -hmm. was holding Cup. And the whole right side of the Rams line, uh, you know, false started. But look, uh, Ramsey got shoved down by his face mask by Higgins, too, on that touchdown. So. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, yeah, you can't really get into the refs. I, I, I didn't blame them. I mean, I, the, the cup one was questionable, but I don't look at this game and say all oh, the refs really cost them. I, the, the refs were fine. The Egregiously, were fine. yeah. Yeah. I mean, par for the course, I think, for the refs. Uh, I, I mean, this is what we expected, right? I expected the Rams to win this, and I expected experience to win out. And isn't it kind of poetic that the reason that the on the final play that this ends it for Joe Burrow is that his line lets him down? They were so good on Aaron Donald all game, and then he slides through on that last play. You know, right off the the bat, you thought he's getting he's getting sacked. He's under pressure. It looked like he was going to complete. He just kind of wings and whirls it, and it's going to be shysty. Yeah, it, it looks like he almost <laughs> completed it to whoever it was. If he completed that, oh my goodness. But yeah, again, that was a weird, uh, weird sequence. And the Bengals, uh, I mean, they're going to be thinking about that for a long time. You could say, hey, we got a young quarterback, we got a bright future, we got Chase, we got Higgins. All that's true. 
all that's true. But look, you got the ball second and one at midfield. You're 50 yards away from going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, that's really hard to get back there. I mean, I said the same thing against the Bills uh, about the Bills against the Chiefs, where uh, it's not that easy to get these opportunities. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, go back to Dan Marino. It, it's hard to get to these Super Bowls unless you're Brady uh, and you make it look easy. Uh, the Bengals really had a chance. They're they're 50 yards away. They're second and one, and even you know a first down there. They're in McPherson's range. I really thought, wow, they're at least going to you know kick the field goal and, and get in overtime. You know, McPherson's not going to miss. He really turned into just like that. oh my goodness did you see him at the halftime show he's out in the middle of the halftime show i mean he has not a care in the world which is i guess what you like in a kicker but yeah they were really big kicker know, energy <laughs> no doubt no doubt and they were yeah they're at midfield they're 10 yards away from getting into field goal range and they're really uh they're gonna want those three back three plays back for a long time because from second and one to the game ending they just they couldn't get a yard which is is uh it's a tough way to go out it really is yeah i I just think I just think it's really really tough the way this ended for him because another field goal finish right, um, but it is interesting you brought up that the Rams uh, or rather that the Bur- like that the Bengals have not been in this Super Bowl in frick what how long at this point, and so them wanting it is different than the Rams who have been in the Super Bowl in the last what three four, four years ago sure. and lost. And there's something to that, and I think that was part of my handicap as well. It's not like a number quantifiable thing necessarily, but it's an experience thing. It's a maturity thing. They have older players. They've been in the Super Bowl before, and they know the anguish of losing it. And so if the Bengals can manage to get back to this, Joe Burrow's never going to forget this, right? You're never going to forget that losing the Super Bowl feeling. So I think it's an advantage to have been in it recently, if only for that. Yeah, can't disagree with you. And uh, again, if you're the Bengals, you come here and you've lose. If you lose the game 34 to 10, you can kind of live with it and say, "All right, wasn't our year. We got farther than we thought. Yeah. Wasn't our time. We'll be back." But you know, to have a lead, to have a chance to put the game away. I mean, they had a bunch of chances where uh, a touchdown puts the game away. Even a few first downs. You know, they were up, uh, up what seven. They couldn't finish that drive off the interception, and they had the ball a bunch of times up four, where a touchdown kind of puts the game away. They just couldn't do it. Just couldn't put anything together and. Again, down to that last drive, they're, you know, 10 yards, eight yards away from getting into field goal range. And who knows? Overtime, it's anyone's game. It comes down to a coin flip, a play here or there. So it's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one, especially when you think, you know, training camp starts in July. You have mini camps in May. Training camp starts in July. You have preseason games, 17 regular season games. You're not a guarantee to ever make the playoffs. And you got to win two, three playoff games just to get back to where you just were. It's a, it's a tough mountain to climb. That's a, that's a tough way to go out. Yeah, there was a couple surprising things for me too. Uh, I had a friend actually who had T. Higgins to have the most receiving yards yeah, at probably, six right? to one, and that hit. And I'm like, that's actually kind of brilliant. I can't like, thanks for giving me the heads up on that one. Uh, but I mean, I guess you're worried about Cooper Cup. He finished with 92 receiving yards, but Higgins 100 receiving yards, and he finishes as the leading uh, leader in receiving yards. And I'm really shocked by that, six to one. But then it almost makes perfect sense, right? Because they're going to be all over Jamar. Um, Burrow under his passing prop, I believe. Stafford under his passing prop. Stafford over his interception prop. This almost went exactly almost how we would expect it, right? I, I mean, there wasn't really anything shocking to me here. Even even McVay not making great calls, like expected that going into this as well. Yeah, did what did Burrow finish at? Because I think I got him two sixty three passing yards. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, twenty two of thirty three for two hundred and sixty three yards. No interceptions for Joey B. Wow. Yeah, that's uh. That's a good point, and um, you know, I was going to make a point here about Higgins because surprising, yeah. right? Yeah, it really was. It really was. He's a hell of a player. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Two touchdowns too. 
Uh, a play we haven't talked about, another one that's going to haunt the Bengals, Boyd, who hasn't had a drop all year. Now, he yes, wasn't going to get the, the first drops. down. He wasn't going to get the first down, but it was going to be like fourth and two from midfield. That was up four. I want to say there's like eight, nine minutes left in the game, and he just took his mm-hmm. eye off the ball. I mean, that's the one thing you learned that all the way back, you know, in Little League, keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> and he just, he took his head, he, you know, he turned his head too quickly and probably would have been fourth and one, fourth and two. That was a really... Uh, kind of a game-changing play and again he hadn't had one drop all year I think that was his first drop in like two or three years so that's kind of another one of these unsung plays when it comes down to a play like uh, a game like this you know a play here a play there it can kind of get forgotten about but that's definitely one where uh where it could have cost them I also thought that Rams missing their their PAT was going to come back to haunt them it looked like it for a while and I was really nervous about it um because I thought of all games the Super Bowl is the time that you mess that up right you know, it's funny. I was rooting for the Rams, and I'd rather, in a weird way, late in these games, I'd rather be down four than three sometimes because I feel like down three, these teams chicken out, and they say, you know what, we can kick mm-hmm. the field goal, we can tie it. Tie it up. Uh, yep. And you're just you're just naturally more aggressive when you're down four. You know you need the touchdown, and that field goal is not in your back pocket. It's not in the back of your head. So I, I kind of think in a weird way it, it went to the Rams' advantage. Now, they never got a fourth down. Um, I don't think they would have kicked the field goal because, uh, again, that third down is where in cup. They called the holding play. So, you know, with all your timeouts, you could have kicked it and cut it to one. They probably weren't going to do that. But, yeah, that could have uh, it could have loomed large. If they lost the game by uh, by four points, that, that play would have been, you know, a big one. And that was a weird one, too. The ball just slipped out of his hands. It wasn't yeah, – that's not something – I mean, we watch all the football we watch, you never really see that where a guy just loses the ball on, on a hold like that. That was a strange one. I know. I was like, oh, the Super Bowl? This is the time this is happening? Uh, but I did think this line was was utterly perfect if you think about it because yeah. it finished 23 to 20 and all week everybody I talked to on our network or saw on Twitter nobody really wanted to lay four with the Rams or four and a half with the Rams and I and all of us pretty much said if you got to take a side don't you want the points of the Bengals you know maybe they keep this close and that's who ends up covering this game and so I just think that's really interesting because last year I think a lot of us were on the Chiefs a lot of us thought you know this is going to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and all of that and get completely you know, bamboozled by that and by Tom Brady. And then this year, pretty, pretty accurate. We all said the Rams are going to be able to win this. That happens. Bengals cover under hits, which I also thought that was interesting because now it's four straight unders in Super Bowl. So I'm wondering if people are just underestimating uh, the impact that A, a Super Bowl game has and B, that these defenses that make it to a Super Bowl have. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. I was just going to mention all, whatever you teased hit, if you teased the Rams and the over, I mean, all, all the teasers oh, good hit. Point. Yeah, no matter yeah. which way you teased it, it, it hit uh, always because it was such, like you said, it was such a perfect line. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it looked like it was going to go way over. At one point, the live line was like 57. It was right after that interception to start first the half. First half, I was nervous. Yeah. yeah. Well, even the, the first play, the second half, the touchdown, and then the interception where, in. where the Bengals have it at the what, Rams 30, Rams 28, the live line. I remember looking, I was like, wow, 57 and a half. It looked like it was going to start to open up. But, again, the Bengals couldn't protect Burrow. The Rams couldn't really get anything going. And uh, it looked like it was going to – it could finish at 20 to 16 for a point. Neither team could really get anything going. It just – the, the scoring really stopped for a good, you know, 20 minutes of game time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a crazy one. And it's funny, actually, because after the game uh, – People and I told you everyone's been asking about like what's going to be the vibe in Los Angeles when the game happens or after whatever. And I heard a bunch of fireworks. I went out on my porch to like look at the fireworks. Obviously can't see them. It's Los Angeles. Can't see through anything. But uh, it's funny because there was a lot of tweets uh, that were about don't start a forest fire. 
and uh. like all this index about that. So uh, that's pretty much the vibe, I guess, is that people are excited, but um, we're more concerned with the environment. That's just right on brand for California. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of the guy? I think it was Taylor Rapp proposed to his girlfriend after the game. Is that yeah. romantic? Is that was cheesy? Was he what going is to if they lost is my question. No, you can't. Was it absolutely. the? It's not. only if you win? Yeah, of course. Of course. I don't know. I don't know. I like to let moments have their own moments. You know what I mean? So you're like, kind of against it. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with So you're against the yeah. – you, you think it's kind of cheesier? Give her her own day It's a combo deal. Like I'm, you know, it's a combo deal. It's like, no, make make the proposal its own thing. Right. Yeah. I'm, this is I'm about you winning the you. Super Bowl today, right? I'm like this is about you. this. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure she loved it. Uh, there's tons of people get proposed to at games. What do you think about that in general? When people get proposed to at a game, like that are not players, but like in the crowd. Not nah, on a kiss nah, cam. Nah, no, it's, it's played out, right? Played out. Yeah, absolutely. Way played out. Played out. Uh, but Unless you're going to run Bengals... on the field and maybe do it. Unless you're going to run on the field and do it. But other than that, no. Like streaking or what? Yeah. yeah. Did <laughs> like somebody run on the board? field? I don't think so. I thought somebody I tweeted had... about that. And then remember last year, somebody ran on the field and there was a whole thing that they claimed they put a huge bet that one of these offshore sites put, put out a prop. Will somebody run on the field during a game? And this person, they claimed, claimed they bet a lot of money on it, then went on the field, got yep. arrested, and I, I don't know. It sounded sounded fake. It sounded fake to me. It did. Um, uh, what did you think one, of the commercials? One thing too, yeah, commercials, and we also didn't talk about the halftime. I loved the halftime. It was good. I didn't. No commercials stuck out to me. That's what I'll say. Yeah, they were okay. They were... I also don't like that they. I've seen a lot of these commercials leading up to the Super Bowl. They're like, here's our Super Bowl commercial. I've seen it on Twitter or wherever I see it, and I go, kind of loses its impact if I see it before the game. Yeah, a little bit. It's. I think it's tough to make good ones now because everyone's so sensitive. It's hard to be funny and edgy because you're just going to be you're going to get canceled pretty much. I think it's hard to do that. Uh, I thought Larry David had a pretty good one. That one wasn't bad. Yeah. There was the Sopranos one. It just it felt good to hear that music. I don't know if you're a Sopranos fan. I get the feeling you're not a Sopranos fan for some reason. I haven't had the pleasure. It's on my watch list, but there's so many seasons. Well, so football's it's over. You need to start. Each one is like yeah. its own movie. You need to start and, and kind of yeah, report. Forget backwards. basketball handicapping. It's time for Sopr it's Soprano season. You could fit one in a day. They're, they're like 50 minutes. You can fit one in a day. This podcast, I hate yeah, but that's not that's not how I do things. I'm a binger. I will I will go through a season in a day. I watch Queen's Gambit in one day. Really. Yeah, highly recommend. You could, uh, you could fit a 50-minute in. Well, I don't want to spoil it for Bet Rivers here, but we don't work that hard, all right? This podcast is not that much hard work. Like, you can fit a 50-minute podcast into your schedule. Uh, I don't know uh, what you're talking show. about. I spend hours handicapping daily. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. No, you know, hardest working person in sports, maybe. I don't know. Especially I, with Al Michaels possibly retiring, you know? <laughs> yeah, what was about that? He uh, he made comments this week that he was going to probably go to Amazon, that he wasn't ready to sit in a rocking chair. So I don't think he's retiring. It's the, some of the rumors, they're yeah. offering like $11 million a year. No, but he's not retiring. No, I, if you're, I think if you're working this long, why would you stop? Like, it's not all of a sudden he got old overnight, you know? It's been a couple, maybe just an NBC farewell. Yeah, I think that's him. what it is. And how about the, the rumors McVay's going to retire? That's out of nowhere. And even Aaron Donald, yeah. too, that one was is, out of nowhere, Was that too. a joke? I, I, I heard that, and I was like, are they just making fun of McVay because Donald talked about that? And Donald, like, seems young for it, too. But I get it, because he's a player who gets hit on every single play by two people, usually. Right. Um uh, yeah, I mean, McVeigh, it's interesting. He, I think he made comments that he wanted to focus on his family. I didn't know. I think he got married recently or he's engaged, something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think married recently, but maybe engaged. It's not um, that crazy. You know, I was thinking about it because Lombardi's son got the offensive coordinator job for the Raiders. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, congrats to him. Mick Lombardi, offensive coordinator for the Raiders, just got announced yesterday. And I was thinking about that because I'm around the same age as him. It's like, damn, that's awesome. I think I have a cool job, but that's a way cooler <laughs> job. Offensive coordinator for the Raiders. And it is. I it's obviously a great job. Cool. But, like, you know, he's got young kids and you're sacrificing a lot. I mean, to do that job, you're really missing a lot. You're sacrificing a lot. I can understand. I mean, I, I get the competition. I mean, of Tom Brady's talked about that a lot. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And again, if, uh, you know, these, these broadcasters make a lot of money. I mean, we just talked about what Al Michaels makes. So if McVay can go up to the booth and do NBC for a few years, and uh, I'm sure he would come back. I mean, very few of them stay away. Madden was one of the few ones that stayed away. I mean, even Gruden came back. Dick Vermeil was out mm -hmm. a while and came back. These guys, they get the itch, they get recruited. I, I don't know. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Definitely out of nowhere. That and Aaron Donald one were definitely, uh, definitely out of nowhere, though. Well, I definitely don't think you hear youngest coach to win a Super Bowl in the same sentence as you hear might retire. Right. <laughs> it right. just seems it seems off, right? Um, That's one of Belichick's really strengths. A lot of these guys need to recharge the batteries. Parcells went stop to stop. I mean, he retired from the Giants in like 91, 92, something like that, and said, that's it. I'm not coaching football anymore. He did TV for a few years. Then he got dragged into the Patriots. Then the Jets. Then he's like, I'm done. Then he came back with the Cowboys. These guys, it's like an addiction. It's the competition. It's the juice. So, uh, yeah, but that one's surprising. I'm surprised that uh, to, to see that one. And Aaron Donald was kind of out of nowhere too. But, okay, if they, they get the ring and they run off into the sunset, that uh, good for them. I'm, I'm curious what they'll do with Stafford now because I think Stafford has one year left on his deal. I would yep. imagine they would bring him back. I mean, he would command a lot of money in the open market. But not this sure. was their year to win, so they needed it. That's right. They were all in. Literally, it was like you've pushed all your chips in, and this is a huge loss if you don't win it this year. Uh, but it is interesting because uh, when we talk about McVay or, or Donald retiring, when I was watching the game, I just was like, oh, my God, please let the Rams win this. They got the old guy. Give it to Whitworth needs a ring. Like, Aaron Donald needs a ring. OBJ needs a ring. And OBJ, what, like, actually 29. I always forget. People treat him like he's 35 years old. Um, but, yeah, so I think it was good to see, like, those older guys kind of get that ring in. One one question to Jared Goff. Is he having the worst night? Uh, <laughs> Is he drowning his sorrows in wine? Because this would emotionally wreck me if I was Jared Goff. It would. Cause because like watching yeah. your team win a Super Bowl the year after they literally gave you away for a bag of chips. Yeah. No, not even. They worse than that. I mean, they gave you something to take <laughs> you. He said They they paid for you to leave. Yeah, they did. They did. I, I mean, just, I think it would be tough for me to come back from mentally. If probably, this probably, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Do, do these guys have enough self-awareness to say, all right, Stafford's, you know, 10, 15% better than me. That was the difference between winning it. I'm not sure he's young enough where I'm not sure. That's a great question. I'm not sure how he it thinks. seems sure. like one of those movies too, where like the kids switch lives yeah. And then, like, the kid who was the rich kid has to be poor and is like, wow, this sucks now. And it just feels like it just must be so hard. It must be so hard for him. And, and like, obviously, we don't know this person at all, but I'm just saying it'd be really tough to be Jared Goff and have literally a year later. And also, is it, how validating is that for Stafford? <laughs> now, he didn't win MVP. He's not, he's not a man who doesn't make mistakes, but in one year's time leads him to a Super Bowl. Is that... Because he was dropped into the exact perfect situation with the best supporting cast possible. Yeah, I think or is so. that him? Yeah, because I do think I think what you said. I think he's ten to fifteen percent better, and that's all they needed with this incredible supporting cast. Right, and if the guy for San Francisco doesn't drop the ball, doesn't you know, doesn't drop the interception, he's never here. So yep. again, it's a play here, play there. Boyd drops the ball, 
you know, since he's able to get one drive going up four, none of this happens. But that's part of it. And look, a month ago, he's 0-3, never had a playoff win. Now he's got four of them, and he's 4-3 and in the playoffs. He's he's won a Super Bowl. He's probably going to get some Hall of Fame buzz. I, I wouldn't vote for him. To me, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's close. But, uh, look, his career's not over, so he's got a chance to maybe get to another one. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it, it's crazy to look back. I was looking back at some pictures from – uh, September because my anniversary is right around when the season started and it's I'm all sunburned oh, nice. and it's like from a different point of of life it's just such a long season it goes by fast but it's such uh, a long season at the same time it's definitely bittersweet to see it a week longer this year a week longer yeah we're just talking to, it goes right into Valentine's Day which I don't is know really if I weird like that have, now yeah yeah it's weird I liked having I liked having an extra game I think the players probably hated it what are they gonna do about it and I also didn't like that it butts up so close to Valentine's Day it was weird I was actually in the I think I was in the grocery store earlier and I saw Valentine's cards and chocolates and stuff and I was like oh man usually when I'm seeing this stuff the Super Bowl has been over for like a week right definitely messes with your uh your sports clock absolutely <laughs> it's good though because to me from the Super Bowl to really that first week of when conference tournaments start in college basketball, especially the small ones, which I really like, you know, those, those championship games from the smaller conferences are a lot of fun. Like that first, second week of March, there's really oh, a dead yeah. two or three. That's going to bring me back to Vegas for it's, sure. Oh, that's that's, that's going to be my triumphant to, return. That's the best time to be at Vegas. Cause you wake up, there's games on, you go to bed, there's games on, there's hundreds of games. Uh, they actually have a lot of those conference tournaments in Vegas. I think they have the Mountain That's West Conference. That's what I'm conference. saying. Pac-12. Oh, it's great. Uh, WCC. My dad goes to the WCC every year to watch Gonzaga. Um, and the women's, actually. He goes to both. And they're both in Vegas now. So, really exciting. Really exciting. That, that is, I'm definitely going back in March just to watch a couple games. And probably Circa. Probably going to Circa for that. Yeah, that's, that's a great time to be there. That, that's almost better than the NCAA tournament just because with the number of games, I mean, there's just so many games all day and all night. We're really not that far away from it. And, uh, March I'm excited. Madness, this my yeah. favorite, right? I know everyone loves the Super Bowl. It's the most bet on thing. But for me, it's March Madness. I grew up in a basketball family. That's just, that's it for me. The five best sports days of the year. That's a great conversation. I, I would say the first Thursday and Friday of March Madness uh maybe the first day of the nfl playoffs like that wild card round i think the conference championship rounds and then it, we had you know, great playoffs this year oh unbelievable that's a that's a really good unmatched point. really starting from the divisional round i remember i did my podcast the friday before the divisional round and i made the point uh there hadn't been a lead change in the fourth quarter since the chiefs 49ers and how the games have been kind of mad i was like i got a feeling we're in for some good games i mean never could i have imagined the four in the divisional round, which is just unbelievable. You know, Cincinnati, Tennessee, San Fran, Green Bay, the Chiefs-Bills game, uh, Bucks-Rams. Then the two NFC-AFC title games were great. And, you know, this wasn't greatly played tonight, but just the drama. Look, you got a Super Bowl coming down to the final minute and the lead changes in the final two minutes. Uh, it's just great drama. It was great intensity. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully people made some money. Well, uh, I appreciate you hopping on to talk with me about this because I think people think that we're like having a rivalry now because I talked a little smack this morning when people asked why I wasn't doing any research to help you with your props. And I just said, you know, just to not help Will deliberately. And they were like, whoa, contention. And I was like, it's good contention. It's good contention for sure. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been asking too much for you to go down to SoFi and find out the Gatorade was blue. I don't I mean, know where you think I live. I don't know what you think kind of schedule I have, what kind of contacts I have. I don't, I don't know any of this. I don't know any of this. Was this undoable? Was this an untenable task? I, tr I tried to, you know, see if I would fit into a duffel bag, could possibly be brought in, maybe inside one of the Gatorade coolers, um, but did not fly. It didn't work. Yeah, I was kind of scouting. You had better intel than I did. 
I was scouting the sidelines trying to see what kind of Gatorade they were drinking. Did we see? I didn't even see. We didn't even talk about that. The it Gatorade. ended up being blue. Blue. Blue was like plus 400, My guess plus was 500. Yeah, it's tough. Did the Rams the Rams wore blue tonight? Maybe, did, right? Yeah. I wonder if it would have been orange if the Bengals won. Yeah. I think like somebody the said they, they dumped water on Taylor for the AFC title game. It was clear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing we didn't miss that one. But thank you so much uh, to Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. I'm, of course, Danielle Avari, host of the Los Angeles City cast. And all we do is win here. As all you right, can see. Yeah. yeah. Have me on next time you win a championship, which, you know, based on LA standards will be. I don't know, in a couple, couple months, months, maybe UCLA, yeah. maybe UC is UCLA, what, what seat are they going to be? Jeez. Uh, it's tough. It's going to be really, you know how tough March Madness is. Yeah. Uh, if you had right pick now, I think a lot of people have them projected as a three seed. It's really tough, but I love this team. I really, I think including the time that I spent at UCLA, I think this is my favorite UCLA team to watch so far. And I think a lot of it has to do with the lack of egos on this team. Um, and they just really play for each other. It's really fun to watch. It looks way more like college basketball and kind of Gonzaga of years past where you had guys staying for a full four years and situations like that, not just a bunch of one and done. So this is my favorite team to watch for UCLA. They just have so much grit. So we'll see, uh, but it's really tough. I mean, what they did last year is almost impossible to duplicate, but luckily they won't have to be in the first four this year, most likely. Yeah, you know what's funny? I bet them the first half of the first four last year against Michigan State, and they were losing. I kind of jumped off, and then they went, and they basically won every game until then and covered it. It should have beaten Gonzaga. They really could have beaten Gonzaga and should have beaten them, as you know. Um, yeah. One more before we go. I just have a quick question. Yeah, yeah. College basketball, I'm starting to cram here. I've been you know, immersed in NFL. I'm starting to catch up a little bit. If you had to pick a mm. winner, life on the line, who wins the title? I said this last year, so I feel bad saying it, but I feel more confident this year than last year, Gonzaga. I, I go, this is the Zags year, right. and I don't know how, I don't know who has an answer for what they're putting down. Like, right. you don't like it? It's You're going to have a hard time. No, I was with you last year, and I was like, you know what? I, I was so in on them last year, and that was just such a no-show. I think it works against them playing the soft schedule all year. I was never in this camp until last year, but they just, that was such a no-show. So tough. They looked a step slow. Baylor just beat them to the punch, and I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in the camp now where I just have to see it to believe it. I mean, they're really good. They're obviously really good. They'll probably be there at the end, the Elite Eight, Final Four. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not going to go out in the first or second round. I'm just at the point where I got to see it to believe it. But it's fun. Just I my sense it. of it is that there's like seven or eight teams that are about the same. Kentucky's got a good team. Auburn's only lost, I think, a couple games. Arizona's really good. UCLA's really good. So uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting a team or two. Duke's Duke's really good. So. Should be a lot of it's fun. It's tough because they're they're in the WCC and not to underrate the WCC, but they know that they have to. I mean, they're double digit, sometimes twenty point favorites in most of these games, and they know that they have to cover those spreads to be competitive when it comes down to the tournament time. I don't think any team has an answer for Chet Holmgren, and him with a year of experience under his belt now is going to just be insane. You can't have a seven footer who can do the things he does. It's incredible. Um, and I like Tim Murray also tweeted about this with Gonzaga since twenty fifteen, six Sweet Sixteens, most in college basketball. Four elite eights, most in college basketball, two final fours, and two title game appearances. So keep getting close and close and close. Yeah. And one of these years has to be their year. And I think this is finally going to be it. So we will see. But I do think you're right. It is a disservice that they don't get to play more intense competition until March Madness. Yeah, you're right. I mean, these lines, you're right. Like 32 point spread the other night against who yep. I forget who it was. It just, it's not a, it it's matter. not a good enough tune up. It's like, you know, <laughs> and they're covering them. They're covering these, these oh, crazy yeah, spreads. Absolutely. But it's like, you know, you're facing 78 mile an hour pitching every night and then you step up in, in the game's <laughs> on the line and the guy's throwing 98 miles an hour. It's just a, it's a different speed. I don't, and I don't know if it's, 
look, if they win, all this will go away. But it, it's I've gotten to the point at least where it's like I kind of got to see it to believe it. Last year was just so bad. They were never in that Baylor game. They were so bad at that Baylor game. Yeah. I, I don't even know when I could get a good number on them. You'd have a better idea of this. But if I wanted to bet them, maybe I wait till the tournament starts and maybe they – I mean, not – they can't lose, I guess. But maybe in terms of the WCC. I don't know. I don't know. Now it's like you can't get a good number on them right now, right? Yeah. Because they're just – they're going to be favored up through it. It's It'd have tough. to be in-game in game betting with Gonzaga probably. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Holmgren will be as a pro too because he's just so unique. He's so mobile and he's got – He's, he's a so unicorn. Out, but he's so thin. I mean, I don't know if you can last in the NBA. I feel bad. You know he tries to put on weight. He must be just like if eating all day every day. It's, it's miserable when you have to eat all the time. It is. Right. I mean, I, I don't feel too bad for him, but I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I guess – and you don't want to get too big where you start to lose some of that quickness, but it'll be interesting if he can survive at that weight in the NBA because he's just so he's just so thin, but he's just a hell of an athlete. He'll be uh, he'll be an interesting prospect. All right, you got to go. You yes, have, we got to go. You have big plans tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm sure you have bigger plans. You oh, know, you having a wife and all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is is getting takeout and watching uh, you know reruns of of whatever show. That's another thing. Got a lot of shows to catch up on now that football's over. That's a, the one time I haven't watched Succession. There's a million shows to catch up on. There's too many shows. I'm now. on season three as well. I do need to do Succession. Succession, so. and you got to watch The Sopranos. This is this is just something you have to. I'll do, do it. I, I respect that show. I feel like it's going to be good, so I will dive in. Good is not the word for it. I mean, good is not the word for it. I'm sure my listeners, being in in New York on the New York City cast, I'm sure my listeners right now are just. Uh, appalled that you haven't watched the show. It's so good. It's so good. It's an all timer. Okay, nobody come. Nobody come for me. It's it's a show about the mafia, right? Nobody come for me. I'm gonna watch it. It is a show about the mafia, but it's more about family. <laughs> it's mafia. It's just. It's. I mean, you. you oh, won't... I'm sure it's heartwarming. I'm sure it's a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Report back to us. This is. We can't let you off the hook without watching. Okay, the next crossover. I will have watched an episode of The Sopranos. This is gonna be great. Is it one of those shows that takes a while to get cooking? Like, no, do I gotta get through the first seat? No, oh, it's right good away. right away. Right away. Okay. Right away. Okay. I'm right, into DA. it just like the Rams. Thank you so much, Will. I right, appreciate ya. you. All right, bye. All right, that'll do it. New York City Cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, we'll have three shows the rest of the week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, in terms of the local teams, both uh, NBA teams are in action tonight. The Nets just cannot stop the bleeding. They have lost 11 in a row. They are home for the Kings. Kings favored by four. Uh, and the Knicks are minus eight and a half uh, against OKC. I would actually play the Kings. Like I said, the Nets are headed for that playing game. They just have nobody right now. And, it, of course, it's a home game. So Kyrie's out. We'll have plenty of uh, of time to talk about the NBA now that football's done. But, boy, these teams are really just a mess right now. The Knicks gave up a 51-19 run to Portland the other night. It was terrible uh, as Portland was down big and, and came back to beat the Knicks. That was on Saturday. So both NBA teams, it's not pretty right now. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Danielle Alvari. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.